Hey, Justin. Hey, what? I want to watch a romantic comedy. You wanted to lose a guy in 10 days? Congratulations. You did it. You just lost him. Take take the whole intro, Sarah. Take the whole intro. Oh, uh, welcome to romanticcommentarycom or as Justin likes to call it, romcomcom.com. This is my podcasting partner, Justin. (laughs) And this is my podcasting partner, Sarah. Yep. Okay, I hesitate on partner. I have some real commitment (laughs) issues that both of you guys know about. Yeah. And I say both of you guys, Sarah, because who do we have with us? Michael Donahoe. Welcome, Mike. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and this no, I'm so pumped to be here. I had a great time last time and I've been I don't I think this is the first time I've been home since yeah. Yeah. the last one. So, you know, hopefully we can just keep a streak of anytime I'm in Columbus <laughs> I think recording that, a pod, the podcast. You know? Yeah, I think that's a foregone conclusion. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And this week, if you couldn't tell from the intro, we're doing what to me is definitely a heavy hitter. Oh yeah. How to lose. A okay. guy in 10 things I hate about you. <laughs> no, how to lose a guy <laughs> in 10 days. 10 things I hate about how to lose a guy. <laughs> 10 things I hate about guys. <laughs> and and it, Sarah and I flipped the intro because, um, and Sarah and Mike both know this, I believe, uh, I will use that opening line at least quarterly in regular conversation because fiscal I find it- Fiscal quarterly. Uh, fiscal quarter. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, minimum, because I just enjoy it so much in doing the McConaughey, you just- Lost and I'm doing a hand a motion right now. Yeah, because you just, yeah. you just lost. You, Let's explain the hand motion going it. here. <laughs> what does he do? I don't even remember if he does no, it in the I movie. Made, I made sure to, oh, okay. to watch. And, That's a, okay. And I'm putting that Justin in. Justin has added a, a swish to the end, like a oh. like a push to the end, mm-hmm. and he kind of keeps his hand almost in a fit, like a loose fist and. It's like a two. But he's got his like hand two, involved. And it's he's like a really sad. Knuckle. But you yeah. are spending a lot of time smiling. And Justin's kind of like <laughs> he's sad. I don't know, trying to like, like push an air pissed. hockey puck across yeah. the table. Like he's genuinely he doing, angry and upset. I didn't say he used this Justin's sincerely like quarterly. <laughs> he's doing a two knuckle like, I'm doing it. point. <laughs> to Matthew. Yeah. Well, Justin, break. Do you, are you breaking up with a girl quarterly? Like, why does this yeah, come right? up? No. It's so much in your life. Casual conversation. Casual conversation, when you, know, Mike, when you know where you want to end up, you drive the car to the destination. <laughs> I, I don't have a reason to bring it up. It that yeah, way. I create yeah. a reason to do that. So these are not like in the heat of battle. No. So like oh, if you lost not. your car keys, well, no, you, just, you, you just lost them. Lost them. No, but you know what? I was thinking about that during this movie and that part specifically, the breakup. I've never had an angry, like an angry breakup, I think in either direction. Oh, really? And I think I'm past the age and maybe you're remembering. Yeah. Maybe you're remembering one that I'm forgetting, but I don't think there's ever been an in the moment for me thing. And I think I'm past the age that that's going to happen because I like to think on my end, I'm calmer now. And like, I wouldn't do that. But why? why but if you're pointing why out that you're calmer than yourself. she is, 
why stop myself? Yeah, why why limit yourself to thinking your past something that could be Okay. Well, okay, first off, welcome to <laughs> Justin's what? personal <laughs> Just to, a fun, angry breakup. <laughs> well, welcome to Justin's personal therapy session. Between you, Sarah, and Mike, you guys know pretty much every bit of dirt of every relationship I've ever been yeah, into. Yeah, I feel like Mike knows more than I do. Mike knows chunks that we, you don't, but you also know chunks that he doesn't know. Yes. He yeah. knows more of the, the nitty gritty dirty. But he's parts. a male too, so he probably knows. I I tell you a lot of stuff that I don't tell guy friends too. Oh. Yeah. So don't get it but twisted. It's more emotional stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but so, no, I don't, I don't think I'd get, okay, the reason I wouldn't have an angry moment at this point, it is A, maturity, but B, also just knowing my <laughs> personality type. Yeah. I hate putting periods on sentences and going to that next chapter. Mm. I, I hate burning a bridge. Mm. So I always but like to But you can keep, get angry. And not burn a bridge because Brian broke up with me for about 18 hours one time. I think maybe you told us about that yeah. in the last. And, well, and I, here we him. go again. And mm-hmm. I was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and I think this is a bad move. And I really think you're throwing away something good. And then that's all I had to say. And he was trying to be like, well, I really feel like I've learned a lot from you. And I really I said, no, we're not doing that. You're making a mistake, and that was, and I was like pissed off, so I got angry. Turns out he was making a mistake. I think it's totally <laughs> fine to married. have an angry breakup. Yeah. It just has to be respectful. I mean, like, yeah, you can be pissed and screaming, but like, don't call names. No, right. definitely, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. like, right. And it, I think it's super valid to be well. And there's that pissed. meme about and you like have to to like exercise the demons. Well, I don't know if it's exercising the demons or just. You sometimes within like familial relationships, like I know that I have sometimes a passive aggressive family who doesn't want to like just talk about the things that piss them off because hmm. they just don't want there to be. An mm. And it's like to me, it's making a bigger issue below the surface and I can't handle it. <laughs> Let's just talk about this. And if we fight, great. And then we'll have talked about it. You are the me in forward. my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian is the your family. Well, no, and don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying like, <laughs> I am not actively saying that I am against the idea and like you're saying a passionate you're just saying exchange. You're above it. I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, I'm too old that, for it. Okay. Let's take it one step further. Because this is where you're really, this is, no, <laughs> this is where, this is where you're really getting. I think once I cross a certain plane, yeah, that my temper does take over and mm-hmm. I have to fight that. And when I hit that point of temper taking over, I won't necessarily say nice things. And I know that about myself. So I ha- I fight that at all times because I don't want to cross mm-hmm. that boundary and potentially say something that I don't mean or is bad, mm. you know. And also the other side, Sarah, you say you came back to Brian and no, you're no, making a mistake. No, he came back to me. Oh, okay. I thought you called him and were like, no, buddy, this isn't happening. No, he, he went out that night story. and then he's like, I've made a serious mistake and called me the next day and came up to Dayton. And I was like, you can't do this again. You can't just like panic and break up because something went slightly wrong. Hmm. It worked. I've just, I've, I've never had He it. tells a different story. I'm no, pretty I'm sure joking. you, I'm joking. <laughs> you may have I just got it confused. wrong. Yeah. I made it fit the story that I wanted to fit. <laughs> me calling him back and begging mm-hmm. <laughs> no the story i thought wasn't you calling and begging him i thought it was you calling him and going yeah we're not breaking up 
Oh, geez. I thought that was the story. <laughs> no, I was done. Yeah. I was Not like, fuck you. Well, to the point where my parents flew home from New York early because oh. wow, because I was like, oh, I broke up with Brian. And then my I was watching my sisters who were six and eight years younger than me. So they were in high school and I was just at the house to, you know, make sure they didn't burn it down. And Callie called them and said, like, Sarah broke up with Brian. And they were like, we're coming home right now. <laughs> <laughs> by the time they got home we were back together and they're like god damn it you gotta be freaking kidding <laughs> like, me yeah so i blame brian uh, there's a whole nother side of this that i would also <laughs> like to get into but but let's get in the meat wait, potatoes no. yeah, yeah I feel there, like we're going real deep into is, the breakup this is there's a, a meme though movie. about like oh, yeah. if a girl throws all your clothes out oh, the window shit. i agree with this 100 percent. then you're more likely yeah to get back together but if she sets them neatly outside her door there's no chance you're done because there's passion because they're exactly there's passion because she still cares because she's like like, fuck yeah she's throwing clothes out the door or whatever you don't think that the one who took the time to fold your clothes cares no no no. she's done it's calm it's like it's just calm cool collected Selfless, selfless really cold and composed. Fun. Yeah, I haven't really been in that type no. of. It's like uh, Sarah said yeah. to me many a times: the opposite of love isn't hate; it's, it's indifference apathy or yeah. indifference. Yeah. And, and and know that. Believe me, I, I I have not had when things end with a girl. Usually, they are done with me, which stinks. <laughs> you know, like it really does stink. And I and sometimes that's been deserved. Definitely. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like. I don't know why and I can't improve unless I know why. So some of those things. But we talked about this though. That doesn't mean that it's you. Right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. But what I'm getting what I'm getting at this. no no, but what I'm getting at with this is that I've had I've had both when you walk up and you just for whatever reason, if you see everything like neatly together, there's a there's just a something that just goes, Oh yeah, shit, okay. Like that's where we're at. Why are you leaving so much shit done. at this person's house? At all people's houses. I don't know. Why do I I probably have stuff here still. Yeah, you leave possible. socks all over. Yeah. Everywhere. Why are you taking your socks off? Because I want to be comfortable. This is not about the pod. I, <laughs> all right. So anyway. Sarah, though, we, we've gone on a bit of digression. For someone that uh, maybe hasn't heard, seen this movie. What is this movie? Yeah. Do you want to give them a quick synopsis? It is called How to guys. Lose. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Starring. Who's in this movie? Who's in this movie? Who's in this movie? Kate Hudson. <laughs> and... Matthew McConaughey. What's going on in this movie? Okay, Kate Hudson is a column writer in a cosmopolitan-like magazine called Composure. Her name is Andy Anderson, and she writes how-to columns because Maris from Cheers is her boss and tells her that she has to write what she wants until she's good enough to write what Kate Hudson wants to write. Meanwhile, she's trying to write these articles about how to f- make peace in Turkey or something and like wants to write like, political stuff. And it's like, don't write a how-to piece. That seems very... <laughs> so she decides to write this how-to piece because her friend, Catherine Hahn, just broke up or just got broken up with for no reason that she could figure out. And they, as the girls, realize she's made all these ridiculous mistakes. So she's going to then make those common mistakes to have a guy break up with her. Meanwhile, Matthew McConaughey is 
an ad exactly sells advertising he usually is in like the beer and sports industry but he's trying to break into diamonds which is clearly De Beers but it's Delore Delour diamonds and he wants this account he's against these two girls who usually go with luxury items and so he makes a bet with his boss that he can get a girl to fall in love with him in 10 days and if he does that then he gets the diamond account meanwhile they're selling that space in Composure Magazine, so they have a relationship already with Maris and Composure Magazine. The girls that he's against spot Kate Hudson and say, "Fall in love with, get her to fall in love with you," because they know that she's writing this article about how to lose a guy in ten days. Lots of ridiculous situations ensue. They both stay together way longer than they normally would even though she puts him through hell because he's trying to get her to fall in love with him uh there's Knicks games there's poker nights then Catherine Hahn pretends to be the therapist and tells them to go meet his family they go out to Staten Island they realize they kind of do maybe like each other get to the real core of their relationship and then <clears throat> they have this big party after the on the 10th night she basically admits to his boss that she is in love with him. Then she finds out that it was all a bet. Meanwhile, he's finding out that she is writing an article about him. She grabs a microphone. They sing You're So Vain up on stage. They yell at each other. She tries to run away, but she's wearing a giant diamond. Then they there's sadness. And then they he reads the article she wrote, which is actually very sad. And she's very regretful of what she did. And he finds her. And they're halfway across the... Brooklyn Bridge maybe and he stops her cab because she was quitting and leaving and tells her that he loves her and that she's actually just running away he calls bullshit on her feelings and then they kiss and they're together wonderful now are you guys aware that this movie is based on a book yeah no. the two writers are named after are named as her two friends oh I didn't realize that because of that yeah. you can so it's written by two ladies yeah but it but in saying that, it's called How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, The Universal Don'ts of Dating. Mm. And it's written where each page <laughs> will have like one thing not to do and then a, a simple it. illustration. It's not mm. like a novel you, that you would read. Oh. It's like a... like The a, guidebook. Almost like coffee. I would say like not coffee table-ish, but it's like something you just have Yeah, out. it's like the preppy handbook or, you know, something like that. But in the Amazon reviews for it, one lady simply wrote for one star, not a manual. This book is a joke, like reading a child's book. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> so they you need it, you are... A child. Well, and so they said they they sat down. And if you watch the extras of the DVD, they're on there talking about it. And they sit down and they talked about how it started based off of a bar conversation about the book The Rules, oh. which is for like, a, just like a book like about a, how to get a guy, basically, yeah. right? Mm. And how they felt no women actually followed those rules yeah. when they started liking a guy and then they started writing on like bar napkins and going home and turn into a book and they have That's like funny. they have like four or five offshoot books now based on this wow. so what you're saying is the rules is a way more effective according to them respected book than how to lose a guy but, but they stayed really in their wheelhouse on this because it was how to lose a guy in 10 days how to get over a guy in 10 days, mm. how to get a guy in 10 days, oh, how to tell if he's the one in 10 days, aye, aye, aye. and then uh, finishing it up that. with 365 reasons why I'm still single. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> I think, wow. How many books were before that? There are four I, before wouldn't that. Wouldn't those be the reasons? 
those might be good reasons. <laughs> yeah, like, like maybe he's. You wrote these books. That's why you're still single. Wow. Did you guys feel at all weird about his motorcycle intro? How so? Well, first off, they had like a great intro montage for mm-hmm. her side, and then as soon as they like got to him, I'm like, cool, they're going to do equal and opposite intro montage. But really, it was just like him on a motorcycle and tooling around. Not looking super cool in the way that sometimes all it takes is a motorcycle to look cool. Hmm. And I, I, I mean, what are you telling me here? Did you not think McConaughey came off as cool with his intro? No, I don't think he did. Oof. Hmm. I think he came off as cool throughout the whole rest of the movie, but I wasn't really buying his character okay. as riding a motorcycle. Here's the question we need to get out of the way up front. How much time do we want to spend on how much I love Matthew McConaughey <laughs> and how cool he is in this? Because I'm going to argue that that intro with him didn't need to be over the top cool because he is just so cool. I'm not going you know, to argue like, with you on that. Yeah. However, what I'm trying to but say. Why do you think he's not? I think his body's too skinny for the size of his helmet. Okay. Really? Are you body shaming Matthew McConaughey here? No. Okay. I will say good. that it only it took man. less than seven minutes to get that, to get shirt, that shirt popped off. off. Yeah. No. You get oh, McConaughey yeah. in a like movie. Stopped Come on. And <laughs> looked at the time, like made note of the time, like. And I think that kind of leads me to you know yeah there's so much I think we can cover but I think this was like really precise. I feel like there was no fluff really. Yeah. And almost like surgical precision in each kind of episodic mm-hmm. piece. It almost felt like home alone to me mm. and the way that everything had a reason thing. Yeah. And there just wasn't anything extra, which I think is awesome, but it almost was to the point of taking a little bit of heart away. See, I don't know because I think that him teaching her to ride the motorcycle scene. Oh my God. My was heart, my poor heart. Important. Oh, it's so cute. To like, you know, gaining trust and being important. connected. But I it also felt like, okay, you're out on Staten Island fucking around in a way. Like it was a little bit of a departure from you know, the Manhattan life. There was a deleted scene that re- re- uh, had to do with that mm-hmm. where she walked into the garage where he was working on a motorcycle for his dad. Like they took a break from whatever the game was. And that's where he said, like, you know, I'll show you how to ride a motorcycle. Ah. I agree with you. That did kind of feel like, wait, are we on the island still? Yeah, or are we doing? Just, you're just riding a motorcycle onto a boardwalk. I will say that's that a bold move. I feel like the weekend away with the family mm-hmm. was almost a separate movie yeah. because of how intense each of their pieces were. I would watch mm-hmm. that movie. That. I oh, know. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of we didn't maybe get what I was parents, feeling yeah. was mm-hmm. like An Uncle it was Arnold. so calculated and precise that then, you know, they had as little of the heartfelt part as possible. But, but well, you know why it, it was calculated in. and precise? Because they were both trying to achieve a goal in 10 yeah. days. Ooh, I know. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. There's math to it. And I, throughout it, was kind of just contemplating, like, is this... Like, you got to live every day a thing, to the like, fullest. It's not a thing I thought, you know, when it came out, I'm just like, this is great. <laughs> every part of this is, is perfect. And then watching it now, it's like, instead of waiting to see whether they'll be in relationship. They're like kind of in relationship from the get go. Yeah. And then just craziness ensues. Mm -hmm. And then you get that 
little like touch of heart you know in mm-hmm. the way that you need it almost like a song like i don't really know in music the theory, so this will fall apart yes <laughs> pick up that piece for me sarah <laughs> um that basically is what it was it was the bridge yeah and the bridge of the movie yeah it was just there was no fat in it much like mm-hmm. mcconaughey's stomach yeah which is really different from some other movies we've done recently. I mean, even about they kind time. Of float around. Yeah, and... where it's just kind of like that's the problem that it's not a rom com. And mm-hmm. they did say in the extras, one of the writers said, particularly with rom coms, it has to be very a very tight script mm-hmm. for it to work more so than any other yeah. movie. It's the logger of movies. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, loggers, Budweiser. I'm familiar it's with the very, company. It's very, very difficult to make a beer like that. Lagers, you can't hide anything in because they are very clean mm. and they are very, you know, the, the taste is very normative. You know, it's like, this is the taste of a lager. So you can't, you have to be precise. Mm. You have to be specific. You have to hit everything to get that taste just right. And to do that consistently you know throughout a batch or throughout a movie is actually very difficult Hmm. so it's maybe the boring beer but it's actually way more difficult than making an ipa or a stout okay so you're saying a rom-com is a harder movie to make well then as well Mm -hmm. okay i'll take it we've seen a lot of good one yeah we've seen a lot try and fall incredibly short Mm -hmm. sarah early in this movie kate hudson when she meets matthew mcconaughey She's getting on his motorcycle really quickly. As the only lady in the oh, room. Oh, yeah. How quickly would you get on a motorcycle? No. And I was watching this with Emma and I was like, don't do that, Emma. That's really not a good idea. She's like, what? Get on a motorcycle? I'm like, yes. But also with someone you don't know. You use this as a teachable yeah. moment. Oh, and she's wonderful. like, I wouldn't get on that motorcycle. I'm like, yeah. no. You don't know if you he's don't. been drinking. Yeah. I don't know. Not even not drinking, and also, but like, like... streets of New York and a strange man. Like, Who are you a strange man? I mean, man? but you she does call her friends when she's back in... trust him, right? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Are we you just fall into those eyes. Yeah, uh. You just... You know, I feel like you can use judgment. Sure. <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell him. Sarah, Look in okay. his eyes. So you... What about... So I was kind of thinking about this and like... Just the difference between men and women. I have hopped into cars with women. I barely know. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Like, let's go down the block and it's mm-hmm. not a worry. Obviously, you wouldn't get on a motorcycle or something. No. Car right out, obviously, as well. Cab, maybe. Yeah, cab. What about, like, a boat? Because I know you've been in many boating scenarios where you're, like, at a bar on a, a bar. Is a boat yeah. an even bigger no-no or is a boat a better Better than car? a motorcycle. Is it better than a motorcycle? Okay. Yeah. This kind of was trying to think of... If you're by yourself? No, well, yeah, I guess I really didn't think through the full. I'm There's just trying to get... variables here. I feel like... Not great. Like, parking a boat, you kind of get a little more leeway. Uh-huh. Sometimes. You kind of, like, drift into things. But, like... Mm-hmm. You can get real hurt real easy, and there's no roof. Oh, yeah. I guess Mike is oh, from the I islands. Know. He would be the one that we should be asking about if he would get on a boat with a random guy or I mean, I can't say that I now. haven't. <laughs> Yeah. At least not that's... in a romantic situation. Yeah. In a, do you want to go over there? Yes. We you just described a we super would drive sketchy situation. The boats home from hey, the bars uh, all the time. Sir, you want to go over there? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, my boat. But we would. There were. We were always packed on there because it was like, you know, you get as many people on the boat as you can to get home. 
also dangerous. Oh, yeah. Sitting on the edges. Then like in, just stopping in the middle of the... For uh, oh, I have no idea. And then sitting, stopping in the middle of the lake and taking off your clothes and jumping in. You know. As you do. Lots and lots of dangerous things. And then... As long as they don't drive away. You know, you just want to not get propped and not get left. No, nobody drove away. Everyone, the boat was off and everything, but... You know, you can still, it's dark and you're drunk and you're in the middle of the lake. It is the best time to be in a lake naked. Oh, I God, think, it's though. so great. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. But, uh, I mean, oh, God, boats are really dangerous. I don't <laughs> so know. So you wouldn't get on a boat? Not with a stranger by myself. Is there any motor? Okay, say you walk out. I'm guessing a scooter is the same thing, right? You know, it's a motorcycle. Subway, I guess. Subway. Okay. But there's not a means of conveyance that would be that person controlling that you would be willing to get. No, that's not a good idea. You're right. I just <laughs> wanted to make sure. I can't get overused as a teachable moment. Wonderful. Yeah, and I was like, mm. well, we had a friend or a girl we knew who went on a date with a guy and got on his motorcycle and he was turning left and got T-boned and they both died. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, don't awful. fuck around with motorcycles. Yeah, You know, she was just on a date with this guy. It was a first date. Yeah. I will say though, this movie v- does do something with a first date that is 100% not of this time. And what? we barely even see it these days. They address consent. They address yeah, consent very explicitly too. Yeah. The first night that they're together or the yeah. first night they, they meet, mm-hmm. they're kind of playing, a, oh, by the way, the cat and mouse chemistry they have in that scene, mm. amazing. Yeah. Where she pats the bed and he walks over and pats the, the, the nightstand for her to come over and sit mm-hmm. by him. She's wonderful. But they start making out and then one, he, they're here, she's like, no, no, we're moving too fast. Then they start making them out again. Like, no, no, we're moving too fast. Mm-hmm. And they kind of do that a few times. And then she eventually says like, no, we're, we got to stop. And he stops, and, he stops. Yeah. and that's the end of it. Yeah. But does he? I don't think that stop addresses consent. That just not, shows it shows consent. Well, then it shows. It. That's what I mean. I guess yeah. it shows consent. It was yeah. an, it was yeah. a great model for that. But mm-hmm. again, but then they're both playing a game wherein they know that they need to make this thing happen for ten days. Yeah, and they both have different motives, mm-hmm. but especially on his side, he is trying to make her fall in love, mm-hmm. and he knows that if. If That's why he blows out the candles. Night, <laughs> yeah. Probably oh, yeah. it won't. I loved the change in music. He from went from Nelly. <laughs> and he's like, oh, hold on. <laughs> this, you know, this, this isn't, you know. Yeah. This isn't what, this doesn't say commitment. I can't remember what he says mm-hmm. exactly, but, and that was a great moment. But that's not necessarily like woke on his part. That's aware of what he's how trying things, to do. That's yeah. aware of the goal. Well, but we don't, we, I, I would assume he would do, he's coming across to me as the type of character that that would be what he would do. I want to believe that about him. And I, but I, mostly I agree do. with Mike. Yeah. However, and I think they demonstrated also, that. Yeah. He was aware that if the, if he wasn't trying to be with he's, her for 10 days, yeah. they would have likely had oh, sex. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Even if they had that conversation, Maybe. but they probably wouldn't have had it because they both would have been into it if they weren't trying to make it for 10 days. Yeah. Right. But Which that's a it also of kind of, yeah, it also kind of reminded me of like a 1950s kind of cat and mouse thing. It was very much a throwback to this is a situation where it's like it, the 1950s like have a lot of those like 
or 60s even, like I have different motivations than you do. The audience knows both of them. And the whole interest of the movie is in how they you know, butt up against each the other. The information incongruity mm-hmm. and the ensuing hilarity. Yeah, the it's like the audience is informed, but neither of them is. And that's a very typical kind of, I can't, of course, I can't think of an example, but it's like the hilarity comes from the omniscience of the audience. It's like kind of a quick way to establish a problem mm-hmm. that people will then see through. Right. Speaking of other old movies, and I don't know if we're here yet, but... We can be anywhere. What did, what did you guys yeah, they're think everywhere. about the fact that they were they went to see Sleepless in Seattle? Not even like what happened. That is a trope. Result. That is a rom com yeah, trope. Yeah, is having another a classic rom com, and it yeah. wasn't just Sleepless in Seattle. That's all we saw. They it were the a movie triple. marathon. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a rom com. Wasn't it a triple feature? Um, or it was a marathon or whatever. I thought it. They had like they had several. Yeah. Oh, because the other one listed was the direct another movie of the directors, Mystic Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he had his own movie up. But yeah. is that a trope, or does that happen in Sleepless in Seattle? What? And since that's a wonderful, well, it happens in Harry Met Sally, and I think it happens what in happens? Sleepless in Seattle, where on the phone they're both watching. An old rom com. Oh yeah. And one no, it is, happens one is in a Casablanca. Ton of them. It happens in a lot of the ones you watch. That there's either something like on in the background mm-hmm. that you see it as like a no or explicitly in, stated. What's the Christmas Family Stone? Fine, Family Stone. There's the one it, playing that she mm-hmm. kind of walked in on. It it it's in. Quite so what a few. you're saying is it wasn't uh, the one uh, wedding planner. They go mm-hmm. and watch that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Another McConaughey. I miss yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I feel like without that knowledge, I was watching that. And I was like, really guys, that's kind of rich. <laughs> you're just going to, yeah. you're just going to like knock off some space in the bookshelf next to <laughs> Here I am. in Seattle for you guys, which I think ultimately I think this does stand- over time it stands up. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think this, I, I think, think this could is. be said in the same but breath. They yeah. Couldn't have known unless they just saw the chemistry and were like, no, this that is, is a typical going thing. To be a classic. And it also sets up. I think their relationship too, like they have a contentious relationship that they're trying to both get something out of each other, but they're watching this, you know, much more lovey-dovey, sappy rom-com, especially the part that they showed. And I guess she ad-libbed most of that. Oh, really? Like she ad-libbed the part about like, when you watch Meg Ryan for two hours, of course you're going to think about another girl. And like she had lived a ton of stuff. She and the director were in on it, but she. Oh, and they wouldn't tell. Yeah, McConaughey and the other Mm -hmm. actors. And then she just like throw the love fern on the middle of the table and she scared the shit out of everybody (laughs) in the poker game. And like she, that family album she made without McConaughey knowing. He didn't know that was In real life. Well, someone made he it. He didn't, but that wasn't in the. No, he didn't know script. she was going to arrive with that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was, I think that might have been the height of of difficulty for me with her in this. Her children. I mean, she did get him punched in the face. For whatever reason, that part where she. All the feminine hygiene products. Like way pre iPhone, like app, she mashed their faces together Mm -hmm. and were like, I talked to your mom. And then she hung up. When she hung up with his mom, she said, I love you. They'd only been dating for like, like two days, days at that point, yeah. or three days. Like, so how many in. conversations? Yeah, it was. That Which was, is a bold move. Like, that's it's a, so bold. Like, if you're you're bringing his mom into this, yeah, 
as part yeah, of now your there's, ca- now there's casualties there's yeah. there's casualties oh, yeah. past just him that's it's a crummy brutal. thing really yeah well but in in regards that is that's a good an, way to that's lose a very a unethical thing yeah in regards to what she's doing to him throughout the movie though she does give him two or three subtle outs like in the very beginning when they first meet and they're on the motorcycle, mm. she says, all's love and fair in war, right? Whoops. And I, yep. all's fair Easy for you to war. say. Yeah. What? Huh? <laughs> all's love and fair in war. Is that what I said? Yeah. Fuck That's me. Right. All's fair. And he said, and... yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was not said, getting something he, on that. Like he was stoked. He was kind of stoked on that question and yeah, because, she was kind of stoked on the because answer. Because... They both gave each other permission yeah. to do that. And she yeah, does it okay. somewhere one or two other times in the movie that I She's didn't like, write down. She's like, haven't you had enough? I remember that you part, know, yeah. So, when and he comes then she back. Like, breaks character almost for yeah. just a second. And then he's like, so I, I want to see you. I kind of like that as well because it would be very easy to yeah. hate Kate Hudson in this movie and be like, well, mm-hmm. either of them. It would be very easy to hate both of them. I don't think you can hate either of them because you're aware that they're both a part of a game that yeah. the other one doesn't know about. So you're just like bracing yourself for 10 days well, then until I, you can mm-hmm. breathe and like move on past right. i guess, I guess at least they're both trying to i guess at least by her saying that and him agreeing then you at least kind of see an exchange between them that yeah. says like they're at least we cognizant mm-hmm. in some way you know what i mean yeah. like yeah i don't know i thought that was a really small thing they did that did mean a lot yeah. to, it would have been nice it. if at the end they had Harkened back to that whole all's fair and love and war thing. Like maybe have said mm-hmm. all's bullshit. love and fair and war. Remember, yeah, all's love and fair and war. <laughs> maybe that was it. maybe that was deleted. <laughs> well, because they they did their callback to bullshit, which yeah, that oh, I love good. that. Oh my god, can we talk about that? Oh, we have to talk about this ending forever. I could talk about this ending for two hours. Well, let's not talk about that till the end. <laughs> we don't have to go in order. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about. Okay. Hold on, Catherine Hahn. Well, oh, yeah. I was so happy to see oh her. My I God. forgot she was in it. She looks amazing. She's great. She does not look like she's aged five years. She looks so much younger in Parks and Rec yeah. than she looks in that movie. And, and um, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's pan- not okay or, uh, for me to say Transparent. That. She was in... I think she's only so gotten good. better. Yeah, I love her. every way. Yeah. And so she was the best friend who was making all the mistakes with the guy calling him in the middle of the night to tell him all the things she ate that day. And like spraying his pillow with perfume and crying after sex and oh, you know my. all kinds of stuff, telling him she loved him. Is spraying and the pillow with perfume a bad thing? Because that seems to be why he came back. Eventually, yeah, but he didn't think he liked it. Oh, first. he was freaked out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I missed that part. As someone who doesn't like perfume or cologne, I would be very annoyed. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Frank eventually figured it out. So Catherine Hahn, mm-hmm. I assume you want to talk about her as the therapist. Well, she, yeah, she. Oh, that might have been that might have been one of the best scenes. It's really good, thing. especially when she turns it Let's on. Go Andy to couples therapy because mm-hmm. she was supposed she to. She actually on gets Andy's into side it and yeah. then turns it on her, which is ultimately where they fall in love. Really, he's, a, he's like, "Do you want? Do you want me to take you home? I'll take you home." And she's like, "That's actually a good idea." <laughs> and <laughs> Kate Hudson's looking at her like, "God damn it, don't do that." So he does. He takes her back to Staten Island. And I love that they explain why they all have Southern accents because his dad was stationed in New York like 15 years ago. It's like, that's a perfect way to handle that. Because I was in the middle of taking that note down mm-hmm. to like make sure that we talk shit about it. And then I was like, oh, 
Damn. You read my mind. That's what I mean about like the mathematical precision, like the tightness of this movie. It could almost be off-putting except for the chemistry that they have. Like I really, it it was so precise Mm -hmm. and calculated in like every way. I guess what you're, you're trying, it sounds like what you're trying to say is that in the hands of a duo with lesser chemistry, it would feel sterile. I think so. Yeah, yeah I, it I could. think their chemistry jumps off. the Oh screen. my gosh, jumps they off. have great, great mm. chemistry. I d- yeah, yeah, and I, 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 I can't get enough of them. We talked mm-hmm. about this with the last one we did, Fool's Gold. Yeah. That if we will never see it, but one more, where what it, what was it? We came up with something like that. The uh, it's after they've both had kids, they come back together in like yeah. their late fifties, and oh, I loved it. So she earlier in the movie leaves her purse. At his apartment. I kept saying, where's a purse? Where's a purse? Where's a purse? Really? You caught that? Oh, right away. Really? Because I yeah. totally forgot that part of it. Because the girls in purses, and it was so little. I was okay. like, Emma, where's her purse? Again, Emma, she doesn't have her purse. This her is, purse. It, maybe this is proving your point of how tightly written the script is, that there's things in there that I f- guys I won't pick up. I thought a few things yeah. before they happened. Then, then the guys just wouldn't pick up, because yeah. there's probably things Mike and I had noticed that we Like we'll get how to. straighteners weren't as good back then, because her hair was frizzy. You know what? I did notice that, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, is her hair actually curly yeah i had no idea and then later in the movie mm-hmm. when even, she becomes they comfortable even paid that off yeah when she, she had and, it, and yeah. i don't like straightened hair mm-hmm. uh, enjoy this i mean you enjoy can see well, your, your hair looks great <laughs> excuse me but like as a curly headed mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. you know growing up in the later 90s to early 2000s mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of straightening hair, hair that maybe shouldn't have been straightened oh yeah and uh it's and making it just its way back to the natural thing, yeah. Poofiness. Mm-hmm. It's fuzzy. It's trying to fight it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not really a makeup guy, and I'm not a straightened hair guy. Now, my wife has straight hair, so we're never going to probably have to worry about it. But, <laughs> never uh, going to probably have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ginny, I see your hair has started to get curly, and this is going to be a real problem yeah. if you try to huh. touch it. She does have yeah. a couple curls like, up by her neck, and mm-hmm. those are really sweet. But Mike, could, yeah. uh, he Big gets fan. up at like six a.m., takes care of it before she wakes up. It's <laughs> yeah, not that big no of idea. a deal. It's like Maisel, but I'm working on her. I don't know what one, that means. You know, and, Mrs. Ma- and Mrs. Maisel, Maisel she wakes I've up early to prepare that. herself so her husband doesn't know oh, how much work goes into it. She goes Ugh. to bed with like face mask, wrapped hair, in curlers, all oh, this Jesus. stuff. Like, but she makes sure to go to bed after he goes to sleep. Every it's in the fifties every I think night wakes up to do undo it and then slides back into bed what in time for him to them to wake up so he just thinks because her mom taught her that uh, he just thinks that she wakes I've up I've heard that of that way. before I took it it's as, straight out of the 50s <gasps> so they had sex for the first time in his parents bathroom yeah that presumably. was a, no, I mean, no, that was a bold well. move I was like Emma hope you're not looking at this and she's going like this <laughs> Okay, Emma, covering your Emma, eyes. don't get on a motorcycle with a guy and oh don't do my that. God, what if Riri did that with Ryan? I'm like, did she say that? Yes. Get out of town. Her aunt and her fiance. And I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. Because yeah. it's not this. super explicit, but no. they do. It's tender. But, they but then do, it turns like, off toward the shower curtain. And you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. And, and she's not wearing does a Does she just hate anymore. bras? But she was wearing a bra under that white When she was riding the motorcycle, top, right. Because you can't just rock no bra situation. I feel like she does it a couple times in this movie, though. 
No bra situation? I feel like she does. You're right. On the motorcycle, she was. Because I was. thought the same thing. Because like, you would be able to really tell mm. with that shirt. But I just don't to, think I'd have... Back to their first encounter being in the bathroom, I wouldn't be able to handle it. No. I, like, Not in a parent's house. Because any any no. small noise and that didn't look that like a big came house. from that situation i would be like mm. yeah they're here and you know probably the parents are not paying attention and not listening they're probably out back like, on that beautiful view I'm yeah freaking out oh, yeah so little ranch i'm pretty sure that normal little ranch on staten island has that fucking amazing view are not just like on that's the a river. fucking million dollar view yeah that was say the f word more to enunciate believable but it kind of goes with rom coms. Like they're they're yeah. going to put you in the coolest place that they but possibly can. But it was such can. a funny little house in the front. Yeah, just there a little ranch. No indication that it's just on the river, like yeah. a riverfront house yeah. from the front. The bay. It's freaking. Or is it the bay? Yeah, that's um. I don't know. That's my where New the York. East River, the Hudson, and um, that's Brooklyn, Nine like Nine. Red Hook right there. Like oh. all. I've only really spent time in Manhattan. Okay, <laughs> I haven't, but I somehow know the rivers. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I Manhattan, the whole place is confusing to me. Yeah. Like north and south are very, for whatever reason, when I look at a map of New York City, I'm looking at. I always think that up on the map is south, and what? I, I don't know why. Because That's I'm funny. pretty good at direction. Huh. I'm decent at maps. This confuses you. That place confused, and when I'm when I'm in New York, I'm fine. I can get mm. around. I mean, it's it's a grid, and there's numbers and letters. Like I got it. Hmm. But uh, when I look at the map, I get very confused about where the boroughs are. Brian was just in New York last month on business, and his room was right down by um, the One World Trade Center. Mm. Is that Battersea Park right down there? Battery Park. Battery Park, and. Um, his room actually had a telescope that was set up to look out the window. And he texted me and said, my first microscope view. <laughs> well, you almost got it. And then <laughs> it was like, it's, he sent you a photo. He sent me a picture up to and it, it looked so strange because the curtains were drawn. I was like, well, this looks like the creepiest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> then, so just telescope behind closed curtains, curtains. like with a slit. Like. Yes. <laughs> and then he's like, it's a microscope. I'm like, well, there are a lot of things wrong with this. And then <laughs> and then he took a picture of the view and it was actually really, really beautiful. Don't worry, he sent the same picture to me and I asked if it was for peeping. So <laughs> I thought the same thing, but it was a little bit more overt. And, uh, is this for peeping? Is it for that sweet, sweet New York peeping life? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Peeping at the lady. Justin, yes. Besides your favorite quote uh-huh. from this, were there any other lines that really like stood out to you? Because there was a couple that I I don't have any written down. down. There's none okay. I've written down. So Let's wow, yeah. So wow us. I don't know that I wrote them down word for word, so you can't say quote. But I remember uh, the phrase you're paraphrasing now. Apres watering hole for the yes, because I had to explain it to Emma. And I, I said like, an after work bar, Emma. It's an after work bar. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, well, they really went out of their way for that one. <laughs> and who says that one? Is that kind of one of the it's, wicked stepsisters? Yeah, I think so. For a minute, like a like a solid minute, I was like, "Is this Cinderella?" <laughs> I know. And then I worked it because there's an evil stepmother theme. and two wicked stepsisters, yeah. and then I was like. Mm-hmm. 
this is not like a rags to riches situation. Yeah, she's kind of doing great on her own. Any way. So right. no, but like for like a solid minute while watching, I was like, mm-hmm. we have all the pieces. Yeah. Oh wait, we don't. But well, that there are supposedly to, only twelve stories in the world, and they all just get repeated and mixed up. I believe it. So. Um, that does bring me to well, I do have one more quote. Yeah, but keep we can get to that. No, keep them coming. Keep okay, them coming. Baby. Rolling. The other one. This is one that made me think of you. Sweet Jesus. Not cocky confident Mm -hmm. so what i have written down here michael in regards (laughs) to some of these comments is uh yeah not exactly uh the cocky confident one is caught caught my eye but i did write about just confidence in this and i wish i had the confidence that that she has because the one scene where she goes into the bathroom uh they're the first uh date they're on she goes in the bathroom. She's talking to her friend. Mm-hmm. And she says to her friend, well, you know, tonight, I, no, I'm not going to sleep with him. Tonight, I'm just going to dangle the bait. Yeah. No, I am the bait. I wish I had one moment in my life where I was confident enough in myself to refer to myself as the bait. Mm. Love it. Well, you still got a lot oh. of living, I think. Mm. And I think that now that we watch this movie and it's in your head, you're going to find a place to say that to somebody. Well, and you know, so back, but back. <laughs> yeah, no, you go, Sarah. I mean, I think also sometimes you have trouble understanding... <laughs> Your role as a, you're male, and sometimes you wish that you. I can't. Were I can't female. be. I can't be. Want, I can't be wanted a little bit. Sarah. In a way, I can't be wanted. Like, I can't be chased. Like you're not. Like, I can't be chased a little like bit. We're like talking to George <laughs> Yeah, like can't be chased a little bit. Can't be felt like, wanted. You're just not gonna. You always are like, would you do that? And I'm like, well, I'm a female. No. And you're like, well, I would. I'm like, that's because you're a man. Well, like, but it's, it's like, different. You know, like, you want to be chased, or you imagine yeah, like what it would be like, like uh, to be chased, or, or I'm not saying like crazy. I don't. I'm, I'll do most of the work, but give me a little bit of something here. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's good to feel wanted. But then also today, I really got a glimpse into how you see yourself because you said something about like, I guess. Because this woman at the eyeglasses store, I have been compared to him before. That that he looked like Jason Bateman. Mm -hmm. Give the full thing, Sarah. Like a Jason Bateman knockoff, or divorce dad. dad. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where my day is coming from. Yeah, I was like, uh oh. And the lady that was, or the she was in college. The college girl who was. Working with us, looked at her friend like, "Why are you saying these things to this client?" <laughs> she kept doubling down. Yeah, yeah. and she's like, this "Well, is, I don't know. I just, I don't like those glasses. I don't like those." This is your idea of customer service. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what though? Okay, so, so I didn't get the context. So you put on a pair of glasses, uh-huh. and your sales associate, uh-huh. who you're trusting, yeah. to tell you like it is, uh-huh. so that you get in the pair of glasses that you look your best in. Mm-hmm. It's gonna make me. Her comment was no. Her comment was, "I like them." And then you said, what do you think to the other girl? And she said, you look like a divorced dad. Kind of like a Jason Bateman knockoff. <laughs> Not even Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman knockoff. knockoff. And I even said, oof, knockoff. And she said it again. See, I think like, that's a little rough. And followed up with, no, you know who Jason Bateman is. Right? Like, I do know who Jason yeah. Bateman <laughs> I'm is. I'm glad you know who Jason Bateman yeah. is, 22-year-old. Hold on, but remind me, though. From Arrested American Development. Pie? Arrested Development, yeah. yeah. That's Jason No, Biggs. not Jason Biggs. Okay. Yes. I wouldn't want Jason Biggs you. either. No. What? No. Jason Bateman is awesome. I, I would much rather. He's awesome. not what I, he, I'm not saying he isn't awesome, 
but I am not a divorced father, mm-hmm. nor am I in Jason Bateman's age range. Yeah, by far. No. Not age range, but general she wasn't feel of death. Every piece of your life. It sure as hell felt like it. Just like yeah. divorced and looks. Like, is he gonna get these glasses or are we gonna leave right now? <laughs> I don't know. I can see I though, kept my cool. I can see a situation wherein she thought she was doing an awesome She hundred percent thought oh. she was doing a great you know, like, good She's for like, her. this guy can roll with it. I'm just gonna spit truth and Maybe she was hitting on you. No. No. <laughs> she wasn't. No. But then we were driving away and he said, I just imagined myself as being a little bit more like, <laughs> like of a bad guy. A bad boy. A bad boy. A bad boy. Oh, a bad boy you know, just a little, bad. just like a little dangerous, you know, like what? A little dangerous. Yeah. And that was problematic for me. <laughs> uh, I think maybe you well, I mean, like you don't, like you don't, you know, what, what kind of fun are we going to get into tonight? I don't, I don't know. He's willing to take risks. You're like a fun You're bad boy. You're way too chatty to I feel dangerous. Boy. Yeah. I think seeing the show New Girl was not like a good thing for Justin's life. Because I think he did that bring he that maybe, up too, I think. Didn't I he? think he like think there's two characters in there that at any given point Justin could be feeling yes. closer to. And I don't think mm-hmm. that necessarily either of those are probably what I should be. Yes. Doing. Yeah. I'm with you. Great. And I just mm-hmm. I'm glad that we confirmed that. Yeah, but then you you were talking about you wanted to wear a yeah you wanted to wear a leather jacket more to kind of up your bad boy game bad boy game and then I was like well this is coming from how to lose a guy in ten days it worked it worked for him it did I'm just throwing Sarah at this point I gotta throw what I got at the wall we gotta see what we gotta start figuring out I think a leather jacket could work actually I think it's gotta be a nice one though it can't be from like 1996 no well unless it's the right 19 no it has to be like a moto jacket with the collar and the it's got a but like a well fitting one Mm because bomber jackets like in 1996 not a bomber but that was like your standard I'm getting a leather jacket. Yeah. It's the Top Gun. It, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't. No, we're going don't moto. We're going yeah. black moto, um, and and well fitting like McConaughey in this movie. Will you yeah. promise if I get one to always say hello moto when I walk in? <laughs> oh my god, I'll get it if you do that. <laughs> don't make that promise. Uh, well, um, no. I mean, my one question is: Has either of you ever made a bet or tried to fulfill a bet? Involving a girl or a relationship? Jeez, I feel like we had to at some point. I mean, it would be something really stupid. It, it would wouldn't be like anything. Like a seventh grade dance. Yeah, or... yeah. It would have been something like that. You know, like. Like you won't dance with that girl. Yeah, I of guarantee you we had to have done something like that. Or, But yeah, nothing's <laughs> jumping to mind like a bigger, more recent. Yeah. So yes, let's go with maybe in seventh grade we dared each other to dance with a girl. Oh, this yeah, is... I know. Let's, what about you? <laughs> I made a wager or I made a, made a deal wager. with my friend. <clears throat> she had a friend from high school who was supposed to get us beer and he had a crush on me. And I told her if he brought Miller Lite, I would make out with him. Uh... And then he did bring Miller Lite and did then he ran away and I never got the chance. Would you have held up your side of the bargain? I would have. Uh-huh. Yeah. Peter. Poor Peter. He didn't I... know what he was missing. 
Oh man, that's a good one. No, I get. I don't have any like that. You know what? There is a small one that did have a big impact on my life and kind of Justin's. Okay. Uh-huh. Our buddy. I Jared. actually just thought of one too. <laughs> Our buddy Jared. <laughs> In high school, dated a UA girl who had other friends from UA. Mm. And so we all, Jared, Justin, Pat, and I, um, ended up at this place, at this person's basement in Upper Arlington. There's like a pool table, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who made the bet, but somebody bet a girl who had become my girlfriend. Oh, shit. I think, yeah. Now I do remember that. She this. wouldn't slap my ass. Oh. And she did. And we dated for like four years. Wow. Yeah. Like it was a big deal. Justin and I got in fights over like how available we were to each other based on the girls that we dated from that night. Because at one point, the four of us were dating girls in this group and it fell off, you know. As they they do. They peeled off as they do. Mm -hmm. Mine stuck for almost four years. What was yours? Uh, mine is substantially less important. There was a, one night I had a very, in college, I had a very tight pair of jeans. This isn't even really relationship dare. This is like, before this jeans is, being tight was, was a thing. really acceptable. Yeah. We're just coming out yeah, of like carpenter jeans and chinkos and yeah. My, this isn't a relationship dare and it didn't lead to anything. It was just a friend, a, a, a guy girl type of dare. And my roommate at the time saw me in them and he was like, no girl will be interested. Like, absolutely, they will be. And he went, I bet you can't get a single girl at this party to talk to you. And I was like, let's do this. And so we we walked in, (laughs) and before we even hit the porch, a girl jumped off the porch that I knew, and she had a crush on me, ran up, kissed me right on the lips, and I just turned to Will, and he went, motherfucker. Fucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, well. Yep. So that's my one. That's my I don't one think story. He was wrong. <laughs> she, <laughs> she didn't talk to you. She just yeah. kissed you. Well, she didn't talk to me much. It wasn't like a make. It was like a. No, it was like I'm like oh, don't oh, see my own horn. Yeah. Pretty cool guy over here. You don't seem to realize when you're being chased. I know. I did. Have a, looking back, <laughs> Sarah. Looking back, I now see that there were at least three to four distinct girls in college that chased me. That yeah. I was. Oh, bleh, be, yes, too. Mm. And I mean, every, they could have done, short of screaming in my face, I am romantically interested in you. Mm. I have some embarrassing stories we'll get to one day revolving Confidence. around those. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what other questions do you have, Sarah? You said you had questions. I can't remember anymore. Do we have anything to say about that yellow dress, though? I, that was on Guess my... how much that diamond cost. They did the I dress up, based on the up, diamond. I looked up the diamond. Really? Because the diamond was yellow? Mm-hmm. I looked up it already. They got a fashion designer, not the costume designer, but an actual fashion designer to base a look around that diamond. Wow. So that diamond and setting and necklace already existed. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That diamond was $3.6 million. Again, I will, recu- I will recuse wow. myself because I have all, I, I did look on. Uh, <laughs> well, I I'm wanted not to just going to keep guessing. What was it? It is an 84 carat yellow diamond designed by fashion designer Diana Bar-L. It is valued at $5.28 million. Didn't I say 5.6? You said 3.8. Yeah, you oh, said okay. 3. Point whatever. We and are, a yeah. pair of 5 carat radiant cut yellow diamond stud earrings worth $125,000. Oh my gosh. It's worth noting that all the jewelry in that scene was real. 
They had it was all. I mean, it was fourteen yeah, million dollars. He said it was difficult to film dollars. because every time they had to like move and reset things up, everyone had to check the jewelry back oh in God. so they could leave the filming area so they get shots reset oh, up. Smokes. So he said that limited how many shots he did of that yeah. scene to even begin yeah. with because they were using real jewelry. Yeah, that's amazing. Good on them. I, know, I, I love will it. say God, that I love actual diamonds. I love actual diamonds. Understand that level of luxury and spending things spending money on things like that where you might wear once every five years like i know that that's not man i'm gonna be honest with you i I know that you don't understand the jewelry i'm with you on but that yellow dress I don't care but what that's that, different. I don't care what that cost or you know that once that we're talking about that, that dress, dress is a very difficult color for most people to wear. Yeah. That is a very specific shade. Would that be a canary yellow? Yeah, like Laura said. Well, wait, can I read what Laura friend sure. of the show Laura, <laughs> I texted her the other day and said what, what do you, do you think, think about, about the dress? dress? And she responded with, there are only two memorable yellow dresses, Belle's ball gown and Beauty and the Beast and Kate Hudson's party dress and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And they're roughly the same color. Very similar, really. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? So my wife, when we my were wife. getting married, when we were, you know, in the, you know, we were engaged, the which engagement of engagement. is the worst part of getting married. But she didn't know what she wanted in a wedding dress. And I was kind of like, what about that dress? You, you tried pitching the yellow dress? A knockoff? And you know what? <laughs> they apparently made tons of knockoffs of that really? dress. She yeah. has one wow. that she got from China for like 80 bucks. <laughs> and it didn't fit her right. Because it's from China for 80 bucks. Yes, exactly. But <laughs> she was going to go that. I think she might have gotten it in cream instead of yellow. But I was mm-hmm. like, just do that. We're in Hawaii. It's sunny. Mm-hmm. Your skin and your blonde hair, which was like down to her butt at the time and bright blonde, work. it would work with it. Like yellow is like one of the colors. She can't yeah. wear red. She thinks she's too pink. She can wear yellow. Yeah. And she would have destroyed in that dress. She ended up finding a dress in the town that we were living in. And, you know, it was like, there I love the like dress she got. But that was three we skin have a tones one. that are, are three combinations that can wear that dress. People who look like Kate Hudson, which is like your wife, blonde, but has that, like Jenny? a, yeah, but has like um, an ability to be a little bit tan, like not super pale. Yeah. Like, if you're more Asian, you usually have a yellow undertone to your skin, and that doesn't really work with that dress. But if you have, you know, more Caucasian, a little bit of a rosier tone, you can pull it off. People like me who are Italian and get dark in the summer, I couldn't wear that dress right now, but I could wear that dress in the summer if me I too. had a tan. You could pull it off, yeah. And <laughs> and with a, your blue eyes, too. That would really You beat me to it by about out. five seconds, man. <laughs> I had the same joke on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> And in the dark hair, that works. Like my friend Kelly was saying that she and I are the only people who could wear a yellow like bridesmaids dress. She was like, I was threatening to get yellow for the bridesmaids dresses just to fuck with everyone because it's such an awful color for most people. Yeah, makes sense. It's really difficult for a lot of people. Yeah, Yeah. and then people with who are black, people with darker black skin. Man, yellow looks great which I realize is a whole swath. There's a whole skin tone of black as well. So I'm kind of, you know, being showing my lack of understanding of black skin. But You don't have to apologize for everything. <laughs> but 
white people in general oof, it's not tough a good to do. color i my my issue with that dress just when i look at it again wow I would be very butt conscious. It's a very low drop in the back. It was. Yeah. Like it's you t- have to have a you're not strong wearing under- tight back. You're not that. wearing underwear with that, right? No, I wouldn't no, think so. No, and they, I don't know if she needs. I don't know anything about like the mechanics, the mechanics of, of women yeah. wearing dresses. Yeah, I bet they taped it so that mm-hmm. her crack didn't. Oh yeah, it had to be. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like fashion they, tape. They definitely fashion tape. Yeah, I have some. They taped it down onto. So that the V wouldn't. Is like, it just slide double stick around. tape, basically? Basically, but it's for fabric, and oh. it actually oh. grips the skin with your skin. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's what we needed in Jenny's knockoff. We still have it, and I think the idea is that we do an underwater shoot with it Ooh. sometime because it doesn't that since there's wa- the water element, it doesn't have to be Perfect. as fitted or in the yeah. right place. You know, it just needs yeah. to not mm. show nipple or mm-hmm. butt. Mm-hmm. So. so I think the the gist though is we loved the yellow dress. Oh yeah, I'd say it's, it's one a of bold, yeah, and it, memorable. And as far as like rom com wardrobe, this movie is very conscious in its wardrobe choices from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think it's oh, yeah. pre- aged for the most part. Oh, well. that's the other thing I called out. She oh, yeah. brought that dog, and I said that's a Chinese crested. And then he's like, what is that thing? And she's like, it's a Chinese crested. Oh, my but then, and this is one of the things that I love about her character, she kind of like rolled her eyes because she didn't know what it was either (laughs) you know like that's she just thought the worst looking kind of like huge knicks fan like he like Mm -hmm. they made her into i think what men want a Mm down-to-earth lady to be they gone girled her and yeah well they did do the dated rom-com trope of she likes sports but she's a good 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 girl she's still sexy <laughs> yeah she drinks budweiser with her girlfriend Fuck, budweiser sponsored the shit uh, out yeah. of this movie or something oh, yeah. they were everywhere yeah. i don't know any girl who pulls out a budweiser to talk shit with her friends well then you don't know the right type of women sarah they go <laughs> Neither to games does anyone never... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh one thing i did like because we're kind of getting to the end of the movie ish is uh, and I really, really liked this was that and it goes to what Mike said about the movie being very tight uh, and, and being a little more creative in some of its uh, ways. It t- does romantic comedy tropes mm-hmm. at the end. He says to her, no, you're running away or you can write anywhere. Mm-hmm. He says you can write anywhere. That stuck with so me it, too. Because it's it's not that she is making the choice between a career and the man. That's their way in this movie of making it very clear. Like, no, the career is not having anything to do. Because so many that we do, it is between someone choosing between a career and a relationship in yeah. some way. Either the man, the woman, or well, both. But this isn't that whatsoever for either of them. And I like that line at the end made it very clear. Hmm. You can write anywhere. Bullshit, you're running away. So we've gone through the movie like we usually do. We've rambled off. Let's tighten this up, Sarah. Let's go through some tropes. Okay. Well, we've gone through the meet cute already. Which, again, I would say is not when they physically meet, but when they are each pointed out to each other. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's the real kind of independent meet cute. Yes. Uh, The conflict is that... They're each (laughs) trying to to screw the other one over. Yeah, well, no. They're each trying to advance their careers. At the, By screwing each other. <laughs> yeah, at the unfortunate um, mercy of the other. Uh, the soundtrack, I think, is really oh fun. Oh, my God. It's got a lot of jams. It, it, 
getting hot in here. Yeah, Nelly. Mm -hmm. Um, Carly Simon, you're so vain. Six pence none, the richer kiss me. Yeah, I I have written down I really like the way that they used kiss me in the movie, but I can't remember. Two Al Green songs as well. I'll tell you the one that I like the most when he's chasing her at the end. He's chasing her at the end, and they just hit follow you down by the gym blossoms. That I'll has to have been you down. a lot of other movies at that time. I, oh, oh, and that's right? the first uh, Somebody Like You, the Keith Urban song. I was like, this is Lonely Keith Urban's first single. Somebody. Oh, no. What? How does it go then? <laughs> now I can't think it of it. Hum me a few bars. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it I want to love somebody, love somebody like you. That's what I was singing ding, ding, to. Ding, ding. Somebody is what you said. <laughs> well, I went with the baritone part. I'm not going to go with the, the falsetto. No, if I could crawl inside the of follow you. The way you do you, the things you do. If I could f- crawl inside of follow you down and live in it, I could. I I, oh, I, it's oh, that even, 90s even pop Even Titanic, my heart will go. Oh, my God, where they go to the Celine Dion concert. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's so stoked. Oh, my God. I, I got tickets for tonight. Front row. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so soundtrack was not only great, it was very well integrated. Oh, Randy Newman yeah. feels like home. Randy yeah. yeah, I'm Randy Newman. Yeah, <laughs> I'll sing. I'll sing like... Don't let I you throw it, your love now away. Now you've got me thinking too much, Sarah, I and I can't do my Randy Newman voice. <laughs> Don't you throw... This. I can't do I it. Won't let you throw I have a good Randy Newman. I won't let, let you. you I won't away. let you throw yourself away. I can't do it now. You're, you've made me think about Just it too much. Repeat really it bad. forty times in a row. And I can't let you. I can't let you throw your. Fuck. All right. So people soundtrack. in their cars are throwing it. their phones. Like, that's not good. Fuck you. I promise I can do a good Randy yes. Newman. I did it the all weekend during the Oscars. Was good and not like super cliche or weird. Well, or but it was the right level of. It was, it's, right. It, it was the right level yeah. of that time, that place. What and other movies? Movie. Follow You Down has to be in six movies uh, of that time. Uh, Sixpence right? and the Richer is. I mean, that has what is to it? be. It's in She's All That. That's big. That's where I think I remember it. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking of like, I think this is too early, but the one, any Jennifer Love Hewitt movie. <laughs> Seems like you could put that song in there. Yeah. You're probably right. Oh, it might. It very well may be in. I think Can't Hardly Wait was too early. And then Trojan War, which was roughly the same as Can't Hardly Wait. Trojan War was had, pretty good. I've never even heard it's of that It's not movie. on most people's maps, really? but it's pretty good, it, yeah. as I recall. It would be worth you guys revisiting for this. It's hmm. You should do it like back-to-back, though, with Can't Hardly Wait. Because hmm. it's the same movie, it, it's, but the, the lead male in Trojan War is trying to find is a condom Eric the whole Matthews. Time. But he's trying from, to find a condom the whole time. Oh, right? Boy Meets, Boy Meets World. World. Yeah. And it's wh- who I think I prefer to Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, wow. So. I was just about to say how much I dislike him. <laughs> I don't like either of those guys. But anyway, mm. you guys should do those back to back. All right. Okay. So soundtrack. What else do we got? We also have montage. Was there a montage In the really? beginning. Okay. Montage was weird. It was weirdly handled here, which I think it was bent. She and her lady friends. Mm-hmm. I think the motorcycle scene was a bit montage with like a break for sex and then you're on to the ferry. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was one more. I mean, even have written it down, but there was one more. Oh, when he's teaching her how to ride the motorcycle. That's how that montage starts. But there's another montage at the beginning with she and her friends. I agree. 
And I thought that we were going to get a him mm-hmm. montage, but then we just got him. It kind of just peels the, into him yeah. in general. Yeah. But, but so I think they kind of bent the montage because there was a, there was something that held that place, but it wasn't like a super sequence of clips to a song. You know, they kind of went back into conversation with it, which mm. I like, I appreciated the way they did a it. A broken montage. Yeah. A broken montage, <laughs> if, if you will. A broken meat cute. A bit of an innovate. Yeah, they're innovating left and right in this. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I think that they You may have caught a couple. Yeah, you may have caught onto something here, Mike. <laughs> Their jobs. She's a writer. We haven't had a writer in a while. Classic. Yeah, and we he was in advertising. Yeah. I mean, it was... He was in sports and just stuff. Went, he might as well have been Gerard Butler in that <laughs> would, would you guys agree that this very well may have been the inspiration for Mad Men? Like they saw this no. and kind of tweaked it a little bit. No. I would okay. not agree. Okay. <laughs> not at all. Just saying an argument could be made. Um, <laughs> the location is New York City. New York City. Classic. It had to, and it had to be a big city for, it had to pretty much be New York or like Chicago. I, and I still think New York. Or Washington, D.C. You can write there too. I agree. You can write, I, I you can don't write anywhere think, bullshit. <laughs> I don't think that the city was a character in the way that New York can be a character. No, and I think that ones. was reflected. I think, it was okay. I think they were being very careful with the skyline because oh, it's 2003 it's and they were not down. They always have skyline pictures right down by Battery mm. Park yeah. and they were avoiding that completely mm. to the point where Emma was like, where is this? And yeah. they would show the Statue of Liberty when they were in Staten mm-hmm. Island, but that was it. I mean, they didn't and, go to... Central Park, I don't Mm-mm. think. No, you're right. No. Um, yeah, they didn't really, they didn't play. I mean, there was the Knicks, so there was that. That right. was a big part. But it really it wasn't, wasn't as a big of a in the way yeah. that sometimes it, it's. Like Love and Basketball, it felt very much, or not Love and Basketball, <laughs> um, Mrs. Wright, Mr. Wright, Mrs. Wright. Just right. Just right. It was Jason very. Wright. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> was like more of a thing mm-hmm. than. But I think it had to be a big city for it to make sense in the context of he's an advertising, she's a writer. Mm-hmm. Why would they be having that? In a Columbus, Ohio, no journalist would be having this type of discussion. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it had to be basically. You can write anywhere but yeah. Columbus. But, but you would have liked to see the city be a bigger. In the way that. But like Sarah Harry said, part Sally of that may have just into it, been you know, the, the or time. Sleepless in Seattle leans into it because mm. of yeah. the Empire State Building. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the boobs we talked about. Maybe I missed a couple episodes. Is the <laughs> boobs? You're you're putting that on the same level of rom com. No, it's actually written off to the side. But it is a note that I always seem to <laughs> Sarah comments notice. and let me point it out. This came up 100 percent because of Sarah Catherine yeah. Heigl. Yeah. yeah, this is not me that ever has brought up the quality yeah. of boobs in a movie. I'll support her bringing it it's up. Me. I'll comment that. on it, yeah. but it's yeah. not driven by me. It's true. But she does have a point. Is yeah. it in most, or is it just that you guys watch the Catherine that knocked up, and you're like, no, it's this in one's a, a very boob It's in a lot situation. of them. Yeah. It's not just in a lot of them. It's featured pretty heavily. Yeah. And, you know. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciated that it wasn't. It was a non-element mm. in this. Yeah. You know? I mean, she did hate wearing bras in this movie. Though. That's so, true. Wasn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I was looking at her hair. Wasn't it? <laughs> Sassy yellowy, side yellowy hair. Uh, yeah, she has two, and he's got and two. He has two, 
He's been in three movies with Adam Goldberg. That's oh, that's true. Yeah. He was in Ed TV. Oh man! Oh shit! So I forgot about good. Ed TV. Is that a rom com that you guys will do? Probably. It's sure. definitely it, a rom com. As far as predating, like that was before Truman Show. I feel like and it was right predated reality TV. Like oh, check this was, out. Yeah. But there is a, they a it. lot to talk about there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're living basically in that world now. Um, and I love Jenna Elfman. I. I think usually the ladies' sassy side friends are way better. But in this one, again, we kind of covered it in the beginning. Mm. I loved the sassy side friends on his side. Didn't really care for hers, except for... What? Catherine Hahn. Yeah. She really didn't get her... She, she really didn't, didn't lay it out. Especially in 2020, 17 years later, knowing the things that she's capable of as an actress because yeah. i think she's wonderful and hilarious <laughs> um she you know the psychiatrist or psychologist scene or, or fan mm-hmm. you know couples therapy scene mm-hmm. was great but otherwise there could have been it could have been any other i'm with mike on this thing could have any other she didn't yeah. it out as much like, as she could have I enjoyed you know, that. she's capable no i enjoyed mm-hmm. it but she's capable of more the guys did more in yeah. this. I'd i enjoyed it because i love her now boys rule sarah girls rule but and i and again i wonder if it just has to do with maybe more of a male influence on the writing or or i don't know the but male the girls gaze. did not bring it in the way the guys did in that way and i, I wish never that they would thought have. that never did <laughs> but then there were also the two evil girls too it could be that i didn't recognize the two that are not katherine Hahn, and i recognized his so i was more interested in what they had to say yeah you know the other guy was from wasn't he from reno 911 yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. And yeah. he's he's in a couple of things as basically yeah. like that role yeah. of sassy side dude. Well, and then Adam Goldberg was also in Dazed and Confused. You're right, you're right, you're right. I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. <laughs> mm-hmm. The physical comedy. It wasn't a big Not a ton. There was some, though. Oh, there's she was, she threw things. She jumped on him and kissed him. That was all improv. The whole motorcycle wow. thing. The big that splash was, when yeah. they get wet and they have to go when to the shower. When she takes off on the motorcycle and he runs after her and jumps back onto it. That was physical prowess right there. I was impressed that he got back. He like managed to get back on the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any cameos? I was looking and I didn't. I was like, "Oh, is the guy that punched him in the face in the movie theater?" Oh, that one? would have been a good place Where's for the a concession camera, stand. Yeah. The old man in the concession stand. Yeah. And I like looked him up, and I have no idea. Or who the Delowers or anything. Yeah. It, there could have been. I don't mm. think there were really any. No, um, no, I agree. Bummer. It is. It is a bummer. What we didn't talk about was the. You went deep into the conversation at the end, mm. and in your synopsis you Mm -hmm. said he caught up we didn't talk about the fact that he on a motorcycle went (laughs) cab to cab and then on a bridge in motion tapped on the window and was like pull over yeah like had that conversation in traffic didn't die that's very unlikely very unlikely and i appreciate it i was stoked on i loved Watching it. Loved it. That was the grand That was uh, a gesture. grand gesture. Yeah. I liked it. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that was the grand gesture. Hmm. Yeah. I, did, I was kind of thinking that there wasn't one in the movie, oh. but, but I believe that that, that was- That risk taking. That yeah. was it. Yeah. 
you that know, because he knew what he wanted. He knew what he wanted. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where the confidence that gave came him confidence. from. He felt that that real feeling. So, what subgenre is this then? Deception. Don't we it have one that's like deception? deception? Yeah. yeah, deception rom com. Yeah, because that is the whole point yeah. of it. That mm-hmm. each side neither knows what the other one does, and they're both playing each other. And I think in general, I don't like deception. Rom-coms. I know in general. Well, because yeah. it's usually one sided in one, these movies. The fact that it's you're right. It's balanced. Yeah. Yeah. You don't feel like anybody's necessarily getting more screwed than the other one. Right. And yeah. that they acknowledge during the movie, like we talked about. Yeah. That like, are you that. cool with this in a way? Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Have you guys ever been in a situation where people in front of a group, like in front of a room, kind of have out their thing and it's like mm-hmm. they're kind of fine with it? Because that was awkward. Yeah. I mean, really uncomfortable. No, I've never seen that in person, but I've always wanted to. I aspire oh, yeah. to be there for two people fighting, especially you don't when think it doesn't. You'll be one of them. I think we addressed this in the beginning. I don't think I'll be one of them. Okay. And yet I could see myself mm-hmm. being one of them. Yes. Huh. I think learning points for this movie are difficult because it's kind of not about that. No, I've got one. There's a game set up at the beginning that has rules to it so you're kind of more invested in that than mm-hmm. caring about whether they learn and grow i guess because it's almost just like follow game, your heart well there's that but outside of the game if they met they might have just fallen in love and gotten along i don't think so though. You don't think so i think they both needed that kind of like how the christmas romance movies need whatever ghost thing or whatever mm. contrivance to break the girl out of her it forced both of them to break their habits yeah because yeah. he would have slept with her that night she probably wouldn't have even given him a chance or would have yeah. blown him off but they were both invested for 10 days mm-hmm. they had to work through it to me they got into that part so quickly that you didn't have enough time to get to know like oh this is the defect in this person because they jumped right into the game. I yeah. think Andy had a problem. He figured in out a lot of defects in her. Yeah, right? Andy wanted to grow beyond what she was writing, and that was a problem. But that's not necessarily something that we're learning from because, you know, she had a job, and then she quit it, and now she can write what she wants to write. Yeah. It's not like a follow your heart and things will work out. Okay. So, it, so what's the learning moments from this then? So, it, so what's the learning moments from this then? Okay, let me look through my <laughs> notes and see what emotional points I hit during it because maybe there's something <laughs> in there. I think the learning moment of this movie... Your belly's sticking out. Thank you. <laughs> I think the learning moment of this movie for me, Sarah, and again, maybe I'm putting too much of myself into this movie and lessons I know I need to learn, though. Is, is it something... about reading people? No. No, it's not about reading people, though. That would be something you could take away from it. But no, I think it's about even if you get burned by someone, not letting that pain dictate stopping you from getting something that you know is worthwhile or or liking more or, or want more than that. So whereas she was ready to just rip cord, run away and get out of it, he realized there was some value there, even though he was hurt by the situation. And he went to her and said, you know, basically, we can't run from this. This is something real. Yes, we are both hurt, 
but we need to move past that and realize that maybe there's enough here. You know, the idea of, uh, to me, the learning moment really is just being able to step away from your pain and objectively look at what's happening and say, is this, maybe this is worth it. Hmm. Do you kind of, am I, I explaining myself so well that. or not? I think, yeah, yeah, that reminds me sometimes if my wife and I are fighting, but like it's dinner time, <laughs> still got to make dinner. You know what I mean? Like you can't not make dinner well, because and, you're pissed at well, each other. And I think that's a very dinner. simplified version of what you're talking well, about no, because it, the love yeah. kind of transcends that. I'll even take it one step further and say that that really is the point of this movie because they reinforce it moments earlier. So when Ka- they reinforce it a little bit earlier when Catherine Hans, uh, the guy that she was pining over that left, right. comes back and he has the guts to approach her and say like, I know that there was probably some pain on your side. I messed up. I want to try this again. And she says, well, I don't, what does she say? I, I don't know if you're going to get the chance, or but I'm willing to think about her or something like that. So she opens up and kind of is willing to say, yes, mm-hmm. that was painful, but I'm willing to go again and, uh, risk getting hurt again. I don't know. To me, that's the message I take from this is that don't let initial pain stop you from getting something greater. Yeah. yeah. I'm that's you, what I'm taking. It's like from. that old, this is uh, why, okay. Garth Brooks song. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Papa loved Mama. Our life is better left to chance. Could have missed the pain, but I'd have had to miss the, the dance. dance. <laughs> See, this is why it's good to have someone that's not married sitting here because I need to find a lesson in everything. So this works out great. See, we almost skipped right Yeah, I'm that. dead no, I inside. Really, I don't need to find lessons. Really, I'm married and I'm very it means impressed. nothing to me. Oh my God. I'm in the trenches, man. I'm in the trenches. Christ almighty. So alien pops down. Beep boop. Is this a Beep romantic comedy, Sarah? You and Beep your dead, boom. cold, married heart. Uh, it's definitely a romantic comedy. Scale of one to ten. <laughs> this is the gang up on Justin Knight. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it really has it all. It even ends on the sassy note. It, it has the bullshit oh yeah you know which is like kind of something that some of the men on like the yeah the sassy yeah response one to ten then i mean i'm at this point i'm comparing it to you've got mail so it's right up there in like the 9.5 10 <laughs> range you know yeah yeah but they're different it's much more I don't know. Silly? It's, yeah, it's a lot yeah, sillier. Yeah, it's a sillier and, take on a romantic comedy. Yeah. But I don't think that's... Well, this is... Less your, based in reality. More fast-paced and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So what do you give for that? Between a 9.5 and a 10. So a 9.75? I guess so. Okay, Michael? I think I'm going to go for a 10. Okay. I think I'm giving it a 10. Yeah. Um, Because it's very self-aware. As I've been mm-hmm. saying the whole time, it's just very calculated... The writers figured out everything that they needed for a good rom com, mm-hmm. and then they got Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson. Yeah, you know, so there was there's that there's un- every piece of skeleton that you need, and yeah. then X Factor. Yeah, so that yeah. unquantifiable feeling. I'm gonna go with Mike on this. I, I'm gonna say a ten. I don't really know what I meaningfully would add to this to make it better. Yeah. Uh, 
And I will say what this movie does that some of the best rom-coms we've done, it, it makes very clear is what is the point of this story? The point of this story is these two people's relationship. I mean, that really is what's at the core of this story mm-hmm. and not everyone we watch is that that's not yeah yeah, some of them have that and that's where we get into those like sixes and sevens Mm -hmm. the ones that are the nines and the tens are the ones that it's unequivocal that that is the point of the story and anything else going on is to facilitate that story so yeah yeah and it's and it's held the test of time i mean this is so this has gotten terrible uh this did get not great reviews really Really? uh it got it Sad. just glancing. It, it got has a six point four on IMDb, only a forty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, really? but a ninety three percent on Google. So I would say hmm. people like this movie. People yeah. have wanted us to do this movie for a while. This yeah. is one of my favorite romantic comedies. It's not Fever Pitch, but it's up there. <laughs> yeah. So, huh. um, the my I think the real question then that if we're gonna ask kind of you know one last real question though. And I kind of hinted at this when I was saying what the learning lesson is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone pulls some kind of nonsense, deceptive game on you. And I'm not saying anything nefarious like sleazy get you into bed or something like that. But mm-hmm. something like this based on like a, a, a ultimately silly bet. Would you give them another chance? Or is that a hard stop period on sentence? Talk to you later. See you. Never again. Goodbye. It depends on how what chemistry you have with that person. I mean, so okay, then that's the so maybe is what you're saying. Yeah, like if it's McConaughey and Hudson, yes. I'm not saying like a ho hum person. I'm saying it's someone you have real feelings for, but they did something like this, but then they own up to it. Yeah. Are you gonna forgive them? Yeah. Okay, Michael. Well, I think that that's kind of where lasting relationships come from is being able to let go of that and work and maybe even to be humiliated as a result. Um, so Gotta yeah. Put yourself out there. You got, I mean, yeah, you have to, and then they might stomp on your heart again. And then maybe, That's all maybe in the don't. Of it. But yeah, I think especially in this situation, because he also clarified, did you mean that? Did you mean every word that you wrote? Mm-hmm. You know, he clarified and then, it was like, why are you leaving? If this is true, then everything we went through in the last 10 days and the feelings that we had before we we're found out about the real. game yeah. were real. So let's just throw that out the window and continue on the path that we've started. I'm saying the Amen. same thing. <laughs> this is growth here that I feel I can say this. <laughs> I think I would. I think I, it would. it would hurt, but I think I would be ultimately i'm not this wouldn't be a turn the light on and off you know a quick flip <laughs> situation but i think ultimately i could i would have to do it yeah you know if it was like you're saying sincere feelings and all that and then just something maybe spiral a little much last question from justin they end up together was this a lot do you think that this lasted for, do you think they're married do you think this is a forever thing do you think this had legs yeah he's his mom said that he's never brought a woman mm-hmm. home yeah uh and i feel like he doesn't I feel like in that moment he didn't do it to win the bet you know what I mean like I think I think he was already kind of there because he had glimmers of Mm -hmm. her being super cool and awesome and then they went and it Mm -hmm. was great I think that she really would have loved his family Mm -hmm. and I think that goes a very long way in 
a long relationship. And I, yeah, I think they did. Mm-hmm. I'd be heartbroken if the director said they like, did came it. out in 2020 and was like, yeah, they we don't up. think they ended up together. Cause what would be the point of that yeah. to what say that that's real life? Get out of here. It's not why I watched this movie. All right, Sarah. So do you have anything else? Anybody got anything else? <laughs> For God's sake, For don't God's have sake. anything else. All right, you Sarah. just finish a marathon? Yeah, it's so hard. Exasperated. Right. <laughs> All right, so Sarah, if people wanted to check us out on Instagram, where would they look? Romcom, com, D-O-T, com. At Instagram or whatever. You just said that twice, so I didn't have to. Yes. Fantastic. Then <laughs> we would also go, if you want to write something longer, onto romcom, com, D-O-T, com, at gmail.com. Because we're never going back to the other one. Too confusing. I have done something horrible. <laughs> um, did Dave steal it? Probably. Honestly, he did try. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. And then if you like our intro and outro theme, check out This Is My Suitcase. It's the song Love off the album The Keys to Cat Heaven. So check them out. I think Joe's wife has an art installation or something coming up soon. So hmm. that's Tomorrow. Neat. I saw that on Facebook. Oh, well on Facebook, then, yeah. then this yeah, will yeah. be out long after. Goodbye. Is, I'm sorry. So. We missed you. Yep. All right. Well, as always, Mike, thank you for joining us. As always. Yeah. <laughs> as always. As always, as always. Thank you, gone. Michael. Thanks to you. And Sarah, thank you for showing up this one time as You're well. Welcome. Thanks for coming to my Happy mom's to house. Be here. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How did it feel to have to tell your mom, hey, mom, I'm having friends over? I think, well, that's the type of thing that she really likes. Oh, okay. She likes when there's life. Oh, good. She wanted to be. And I didn't, I didn't have to tell her, hey, probably two and a half hours, I need you to not walk around because it's a creaky old house. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't have to tell her that. Nice. I didn't hear her. So Wonderful. good job, mom. All right. Well, well, Mike, Sarah, I had I had fun. Did you? I did. Okay, and, good. And hey, Sarah, next time we're at your house with a bunch of people, yeah. can we play bullshit? There. Probably be a new house. Cool. I'll get, oh. I'll get clueless drunk and... Ugh, please don't. That was horrible. <laughs>